we're going to get or something. No, we're renaming the podcast, everybody. Oh it's now called Fashion and Fucking. Wait, are we recording? Yes, we are. Oh, we're recording. <laughs> I should come into the mic now. How's so, that yeah, so so we're headphoneless today. So this is gonna whatever be... noises you guys hear, really, I can't, I can't, I can't help it. Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. So hey, my apologies. This is gaudy positive. Here, you want to put you more in the mic? I'm more in the mic now. There we go. Get your face closer. Should I say it again? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, hey, this is Gaudy Positive, and I'm Kat Eves. I'm a stylist. I'm Jenny Zagrino. I'm a comedian. And uh, we're here with our producer, Lupe. Lupita! Sometimes she has things to say. You may hear it. She actually is playing with a toy right now, which yeah. is pretty dope. It's pretty cute, So actually. she feels pretty safe. She, you know... She's like, this is a safe space for her right now. She's throwing it around. What a good producer. That's what producers do. (laughs) Producer Lupe, did you get us water? Okay, nope. (laughs) She just snorted, and that was it. That's pretty cute, Um, snorter. Okay, let me start off with the first thing of the day. Um, And I want some tea, so give me two seconds. (laughs) Yes. Okay, so many stories. I have... All right. A story. Let's do this. Oh, oh wait. there's the producer. Lupe, what notes do you have? None. None. She's Called her got- bluff. <laughs> she thought she had notes. She's She's got to eat. She's kicking the bowl around. I just want you guys to know I do feed my dog. Yeah, she just... She's just, you know... I just gave her treats. food. Anyway, I, I, I can relate. Okay. So we all, we're all just here kicking our bowls around. Hoping for treats. So, okay... So today I was having a really, really rough day. Mm-hmm. Anyone who has issues with their mother knows you yeah. can have rough days. Yeah. And the most magical thing happened. I was doing a show at the Hollywood Improv, and I was went upstairs to talk to my friend Jeremy. We were just talking, and then all of a sudden, through the doors came this beautiful man in oh, a yes. hot orange I Lupe Lupe's getting excited about she's it. She's excited. This hot orange shirt, little gray pants, these blue shoes, yes. this amazing mustache. Yes. And then I looked and I realized it was Jonathan Van Ness. Fuck yes it was. And I looked at him and uh, he goes, "Oh, hi." And I was like, "Hi." And then this is exactly what I said. I said, "Hi." Oh my God, it's you. I'm so in love with you. I'm so sorry I said that out loud. You know what? I said, I'm so sorry I said that out loud. I am, I'm going to say that's not necessarily a cool moment, but it's a very, but it's a sweet and sincere one. It was very real. And he goes, oh my God, sweetie, thank you. And then we hugged. Aww. We hugged. It was so beautiful. And then you were best friends. I mean, I wit. I kind of was like, I need to get a photo. I did not. I did not get a photo. Mm. I feel kind of bad about it, but then also... I feel okay about it. Okay. Because, so, sometimes, and I always get this feeling of, like, when I see celebrities, that I don't get bothered if I don't talk to them, because I'm like, I'm going to I'm gonna meet them again yeah. at some point. Yeah. So I, I kind care. of, like, don't like to get pictures. I, sometimes I'll get pictures of people, but I'm sort of reluctant about it. Yeah. Because yeah. it feels weird. So, what, you know, okay, so, for example... I don't, I've told this story before, but actually it's very, 
relevant. <laughs> the so, uh, popper stopper just moved. It just moved. I have ghosts. God damn the ghosts. I do have ghosts in my house. I know. Yeah. Hello. Hi, Ellen. <laughs> Mary it's Lou. Ellen? I don't know. I just, probably. I mean, this is Echo Park. It's, yeah. Uh, Elena. Yeah. To, yeah. Be, to be fair, so I feel like whoever lived here before was probably also a Lupe. Because my neighbor next door is Lupe. My other neighbor is oh. Lupe. And then I have Lupe. My dog is here. It's definitely Lupe. And it's Lupe's definitely like, a Lupe. Hey, there's more than one Lupe here. Yeah. Yeah. This, this whole complex is haunted by Lupe. Oh, that's cute. Aww. I like that story. Um, no. So a few years ago, right before actually I moved to LA, I met Clinton Kelly. <gasps> yeah. So actually I met him earlier than that. I met him... Um, Maybe like a year before my wedding. So I guess this would have been a few years. I don't know, maybe four years, three years ago now. I don't know. Time is a construct. What yeah. is it? Um, it's not real. I we don't exist. found out he was going to be at this event and I was, uh, it was at Macy's because he was like their wedding spokesperson that year. And so he was doing a book signing and I went really just to see him. I did not give a shit about anything on the Macy's registry, but... Um, I went just to see him and I got up to him and there's literally only two people that I've met where I just spontaneously develop a stutter. Yeah. One is him and the other is John Waters. (laughs) And I told him that I really wanted to have John Waters officiate my wedding. And he was like, well, if he won't do it, I will. And I was like, don't you mess with me, Clinton Kelly. I want this. Don't offer it. And he said, no, I really think I want to do it. So he gave me... His um, assistant's email said, you know, drop her a line and we'll keep talking. And so I did. And um, Rob and I, it took me like a few months to actually, like I emailed her, but then it took me a while to like really take it seriously. And so Rob and I recorded a very short video where we asked him if he would marry us, (gasps) sent it to him, put it on social media. He loved it. And then he responded the next day and was like, we're trying to figure out if we can make this work. Oh, my God. And then he had a new show at the time that was premiering the night before our wedding. No. Yeah. And so I got this, like, very sincere and short email from him that was like, I can't do it. I've tried to figure out every possible way to make this flight work, and I just can't make it in time. I'm sad. Did he give you a cool gift? Well, so what he said was, if you're ever in New York, let me know, and I'd love to take you out. And I decided, you know what, when I go to New York, I'm going to make this shit happen. Have you ever been in New York since then? Um, We got to get you to New York. You know what? I haven't been to New York since that time, I don't think. We have to get you to New York. We do. Clinton! Well, good news, I'm I'm going back. No, but I did go to New York, and I had... that's No, the last time I was in New York... I let him know I was there and he took Rob and I out to dinner and like secretly paid for everything and then ran off and was like the most charming, wonderful what a person. Happy ending. He's truly like one of the most charming people like of celebrities that I've ever met. Super That's genuine. That's so cool. That's yeah. amazing that he did that. Yeah. Some of them are good, man. No, he's Clinton is truly wonderful. Oh. That's such a cool story. I love when I you know. have good stories like I that. I know. Because everyone else here is garbage. Yeah, no, they are. He also told me gossip, which was really fun. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's really fun. Okay. So, um, so yeah, so that was a really good experience that I had, you know, with Clinton. But uh, I think this is a good opportunity for me to talk about a not so great experience <gasps> I had. Let's get to it. So Does one it of the involve- things. 
What? Fashion? Of course it involves fashion. Is it, is it gaudy? Um, it was tacky. Not even. Not even gaudy. Even but there was gaudiness to be had. It yeah. just wasn't. Yeah. So okay. I was at LA Fashion Week a couple weeks ago. Okay. I was invited. Um, when I got there, I discovered I had a VIP band and I was like, who, me? What does a VIP band get It you? means you sit front row. Oh my God. So I had front row at this show at LA Fashion Week and I was super stoked and was like, oh me, oh my God. And you know, I was there with my friend Tinder Badesha, who whose real first name is Tinder. And is she a friend of the show? No, Tinder is uh, is she a friend of Gotti Positive? Yeah, she's a friend of the show. Of course she's a <laughs> I was like, I was like what you wait, start what is that? No, I don't I was know. Like, does she know? No, we're not I'm friends anymore. <laughs> no, she is definitely a friend of the show. I just did not I'm I'm blonde. I don't know. Anybody who has not seen my face, now you know. <laughs> it's covered in blonde. Um, no, so Tinder was my plus one to the event because, yeah. you know, bring a model. When in doubt, bring a model. You know, leave a model, take a model. It's they like always a make penny. you look good. Yeah, yeah, it is like a penny. Yeah, it is. In LA, definitely. Yeah. Um, but you she's a plus models model. are, are penny a dozen, oh. dime <laughs> a dozen. You got there. That's yeah, good. you get it. That was close enough. So, get there. I've got front row seating. Yeah. I'm like, you know, trying to keep it cool, but also like, wow, this is happening. That's amazing. And they sit me next to this woman who's got tremendous hair, like yeah. Lydia from um, Beetlejuice, you know, <gasps> but like bigger, 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 big, big, big. You know what? Actually, it's probably more like Elizabeth Taylor. Like when she got older and her hair was big. Oh, yes. But the then, 80s? Yes. But 80s then like Elizabeth Taylor, times but... 10. I mean, she says Damn. she just had big, was it all her fluffy hair? I think so. Yeah. You think that was? All I don't hers? know how she does it, but yes, because it was sure it was extensions. Was it curly? No, I don't think it was curly. Maybe it was. I don't think it was. Anyway, the whole point is that when I sat down next to her, yes, um, there was another seat on this other side of her that was empty, and she. Um, her hair was like resting on my shoulder and I was kind of yeah. like, okay, these seats. Like a little, uh, I mean, a little phantom limb, just a little. Yeah. I mean, you know, just reaching out and giving hand, me a hug. Being like, you know, but I think it was actually saying like, excuse me, your fat ass is also <laughs> encroaching on my seat. So the thing is like, here's the thing. You go to fashion week or any of these kinds of events, they yeah. always do that thing where they have the tiny little chairs, which of course fit like one of my ass cheeks. And then. They're, they they line them up next to each other, so there's no space between them. So Yeah, which makes no sense. Well, yeah, that's the thing is like most people don't have, you know, 12-inch bottoms. Yes. But um, we make it work, right? And so anyway, she... Oh, Jenny, that's going to sound so bad. That is terrible. <laughs> Fired. I'm just trying to drink my tea. Yeah, drink, oh, I did girl, it again. Girl. Um, no, so basically like she kind of like looks at me and she goes... Is anybody else, is anybody else, like, do you have room on the other side of you? And I said, no, we're all, we're seated next to each other. And I realized what's going on is she is upset because she feels that my butt is in too much of her seat. Now, I'm, I'm squarely in my seat. I am trying to hold myself together like I'm on an airplane. Trying to make yourself small. You try and make yourself small, exactly, which kind of sucks. And, you know, you do your best, but that's just the way they set it up. And by the way, event planners don't fucking do that. Yeah. I know it seems like it looks nice, but it really is a it is it sucks. Yeah. And if and I looked across the aisle and everybody in the front row on the other side was all looking like extremely uncomfortable too. I mean Yeah. Well because ev- everyone there when all of them sit, they all cross their legs. 
They do, right? That's you have to. Yeah. You have to cross your legs unless you're Anna Wintour. And, and I don't know if you're like wisp. me, but this when I cross my legs, it is a four. It is a four. It's not. <laughs> it is not a. It's solid not a one. cute little solid one. No. There's no space in between. It's a four. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, a four. I'm the same. And also, I had like this cute little pleather mini skirt on, so that was definitely not. Oh yeah. In the cards, I, I saw your outfit. It was. It was Pretty real awesome. cute. It was real cute. But yeah. like, yeah, I mean, there would have been just like all the thigh meat, which is fine. <laughs> but, you know, I don't know if LA Fashion Week is ready thigh for my the best part. Meat. Yeah, I just don't think they're ready for it. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing is then she didn't, it wasn't enough. You know, she kind of complained to me like, oh, well, somebody is going to be sitting in this other side and I only have half a seat. So she actually flags down one of the people uh, from LA Fashion Week and says to her, can I move seats? I'm not comfortable. Ugh. And then looks at me out loud in front of everybody. The, the place is packed and says, well, I have a big bottom too, dear. And Tinder and I just, you know, Tinder's a plus size model. We just yeah. look at each other and we both roll our eyes and laugh. I mean, it was just so ridiculous. So... I kind of got fat shamed at LA Fashion That's Week. That's so crazy. I was like, wow. I mean, it's not crazy. It's LA Fashion Week. It's not but crazy. But it's still awful. It also, is. Also, for that woman to be like, I have a big butt too. Just, then why don't you just look at you and be like, I'm sorry. I'm the problem, not you. It's just like, you know, it, it just like, don't say anything. How about just anything, don't, yeah. just get up and fucking move. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, I saw a photo of this woman. She was crazy looking. Yeah. I just don't know how to describe her hair. It's like a cloud formation, <laughs> but like loose. That's, I mean, that's so terrible. And I feel like that probably happens. Albert Einstein, would that describe her No, hair? he probably is He's sexier bigger, than this woman. Bigger out than Albert Einstein. It was just a mess. It was like a, it was a, uh, I think we think more purposeful. of Albert Einstein's hair because of caricatures of his hair. It it did lay pretty flat on his head. What if he just like never that he actually just that had a bowl his cut? Haircut at all? Yeah, he had like a whole <laughs> like he had mutton chops. Everything we have no idea. Yeah, it was actually Abe Lincoln this, this whole time. <laughs> we thought it was it's Abe. Yeah, but that's so. I mean, that's so awful. Yeah, to have that happen. And the thing is, like, if I was at a different point in my life, I probably would have felt really terrible about that. Yeah. But I can't remember feeling like I was going to cry or feeling upset about being fat shamed in a long time. Like, yeah. I think I'm just literally that numb to it. So yeah. I just kind of was like, our producer you know is very upset. Lupe's upset. I'm actually okay. not sure. Nothing what are you happened. About? No, nothing happened. Lupe. We're good. We're good. Oh, she hates the story, and I agree. Yeah, Lupe is, she's like, what? That person did what? Yeah. That's terrible. Exactly. That's the worst thing I've ever heard. <laughs> Lupe, stop it. You need to sit. I'm just going to hold her between my legs. All right, we're better now. And we're good. So, yeah, I mean, she is going to breathe into the microphone, but what are you going to do? It's fine. It's fine. I like it when our producer Lupe has things to say. It's important that she feels. It's important that she feels held and <laughs> part of the community and has a voice. Dogs have voices too. You yeah, know. Lupe just happens to be loud and annoying. <laughs> Lupe just and happens to heavy sound breathing. Like, yeah, she's always sounds like she's coming up from a swamp. I know. <laughs> that is Lupe. Here, I'll literally just I'll hold this. All right. She's wanted. She's wanted me to hold her. Hold. Oh, let me just get. Recomfort myself. Cutting Ugh. this out. 
in pus. Yes. All right, so now I get to sit uncomfortably so that my tongue is comfortable. Oh, my God. The oh things God. we do for our children. <laughs> Relax. Um, so how was the rest of Fashion Week, though? Um, I can't, To be honest, even though I was... I decided, like, I wasn't going to feel a lot from it. I kind of didn't have the desire to go do anything else. So I skipped everything else. Oh, you know what? You can see all the pictures online. Like, there's no reason for me to go back to that. I don't want to... I would go through that exact same experience with someone else again. But, you know, the thing is, like, I don't want... And this is the thing that makes it really tough, is that I know that I'm one of a small handful of plus-size stylists. Yeah. there's, There's more of us, for sure, than a handful, but there's... Maybe like a handful that are going to these kinds of events. Yes. First of all, the other thing I will say too is like LA Fashion Week uh, is not, I mean, it's not a huge event. I actually think it should be bigger than it is in. Why isn't it? I mean, New York Fashion Week is so massive. I think that LA being the West Coast yeah. would also make it huge. I don't know the answer to that. I wish I did. You know, I've maybe because there's shitty bitches like that lady. Oh no! I mean, it. that's the thing is, I hope not. It was really nice to be invited and all of that, and and so this experience for me was just sort of like it was a letdown. It was like it. On the one hand, I know that they were never permit. I know that there was no purpose in them putting the seats the way that they did, so that it was like, well, no fatties here. You yeah. know what I mean? But it was like at the same time, they certainly did not make a space that would be easily accessible for multiple different kinds of bodies. Yeah. So, and everybody was uncomfortable. I mean, they even have like, I wonder if they have space for, you know, uh, people in, in like that aren't able bodied. Yeah. I mean, able, yeah. Like, did they have handicapped an, accessible? Like, right. What? Like it was an accessible space in that sense. I think. Yeah. I'm, you know, it, but, but they they just don't really care about other bodies. Well, that's the thing. In that like, sense. If it was my friend Alex who is um, an amputee and has crutches and prefers to do crutches instead of a prosthetic, Alex would not have a place to put his crutches. It would be awkward. Yeah. So, you know, these are things that we need to start thinking about. But the fashion industry is sort of notoriously behind on this stuff. But I it does understand. bear me- mentioning. It's like I just don't. I didn't have any desire to go back after that. What were the other events? Oh, there's there's shows all ring, week. Ring tosses. Yes. And, yeah. Uh, um, pin the tail on the donkey. Okay. You yeah. There's like a one? laser light show. Did you miss the laser tag event? Yeah. They have a live Botox event. <laughs> yeah, and ju- free Juvederm. What's Juvederm? Uh, it's like Botox. I Not think. Jesus. It's like fillers. Oh yes, it is. Yeah, and then. I mean, uh, I love yeah. Fashion Week. The food trucks there. The food trucks of Fashion Week? <laughs> you didn't you know that they're known for their food trucks? Of course. Well, I mean, week? I will say there's definitely no food there. There's only booze, which is, oh, yeah. which is fine. Wait, wasn't there there? I think I was talking to Tinder about it, and she was like, there. I was like, I was like, at least you got free food and drinks. And she's, <laughs> she's like, like no. yeah, there was no food there. There was free drinks, though, for VIP, but I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was silly. <laughs> It was really silly. And I also didn't realize there were free drinks until I'd already paid for one. So that was even better. That was like our premiere we went to. On, yes. Uh, yeah. On, um, the Dream Lab. Third. Whatever Wednesday. day that was. I think Tuesday. It, was thir- it was Wednesday. Time's construct. It was Wednesday. Um, it was for the Dream Corp LLC. Which was um, weird. And it I was weird and loved I loved it. it. That and is really- gaudy. 
Dream Corp LLC, Uh-oh. gaudy positive. Fully leaning into the like drug gaudy lifestyle. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if you guys have never seen it, it's basically about this group of, um, they're like dream doctors. So if you're having dream issues, this guy goes into your head and helps you figure out your dream. So it's this really cool mix of like live action, animation. Um, my friend Ahmed Barucha is in it, who I came up with doing stand-up in Boston. And it was just, it was really fun. And, um, you know, they had like a photo booth, like a photo, like a photo thing. And um, I like going to those kind of premieres a lot where it's like a much cooler vibe than like a yeah. red carpet. Well, and like for you, you're a comedian, you've been in the business for a while, so you're seeing a lot of other comedian friends. Yeah, yeah. And which I was kind of like, oh, I'm sorry yeah. you had to. <laughs> no, I love comedians. I, I Some of them are good at conversation and others you're just like. Are terrible know, at it. Because comedians are like are a spectrum. We're either super on, <laughs> like it's, it's either super on, super charming, and then you're like, oh, sociopath. <laughs> or you're on the other side where like you can't talk, can't make eye contact, and you're like, oh, psychopath. Like yeah. so it's most of those showed up. But yeah, I'm I'm nice I did make middle. eye contact with Kyle Mooney, and so we're best friends now, probably. Um, did you brush against Val Kilmer like no, I did? I did not. Val I... Kilmer said that to me, I was like, like I thought Jonathan Van Ness was well, actually no, Jonathan Van Ness was a way bigger deal than Val Kilmer, but seeing Val Kilmer out in the wild. I feel really sad that I missed that because I definitely had a long time crush on Val Kilmer when I was younger. He what um, a dreamboat. He actually, you know, he's obsessed with um, uh, oh my god, what's his name? Who wrote Tom Sawyer? Oh, really? Um, well, Samuel Beckett. (laughs) (laughs) We don't read here at the podcast. Samuel Clemens is his real name. Oh my god, Mark Twain. I don't know. How do you know the deep Because cuts? literally the other day in my head, you know you have those <laughs> dumb thoughts when you're sitting on the toilet? Yeah. I literally had this thought of like, oh, what's Mark Twain's real name? It's not Samuel Beckett. What is it? It's Samuel Clemens. And I did not know that I was really just projecting the future. You were. You did think combo. of it. So I'm psychic in the most useless <laughs> of ways. He did this one-man show where he plays Mark Twain in it. It's mm. supposed to be like really awesome. Um, but he hasn't been working for a while. He mm-hmm. was sick. Um, so it was just nice to see him out and about. Yeah. And then also a Baldwin was there. I know. And the whole night we thought it was an evil Baldwin when in fact it, wasn't. it was the good one. It was is the good the, Baldwin. Is he better than the Alec? Um, I mean, I think he and Alec are probably even, but he's also publicly shamed the evil Baldwin. Oh, really? Yeah. Billy Baldwin is like, uh, no, Steven, we will not be Republican trash. <laughs> Do not That's, bring shame to this family. Oh, I'm going to have to do that with my family in a little That's bit. Sexy Billy Baldwin, yeah. Oh, man. It's tough. Here's the thing. Family's family shit. Rough. We should talk. Let's get into this a little okay. bit. Okay. Because this all relates to gaudy positivity and body positivity, right? Yes. So we all come up in these houses with these mothers, oftentimes mothers, not always mothers. Don't want to be sexist, yeah. but it's usually moms. Your dads can fuck you up just as much totally. as the moms. My dad, for being as, like, he's conservative, he's Republican, but he's, like, Alec Baldwin and 30 Rock Republican. He's oh, more, okay. like, evil corporate Republican. Not okay. So, but, but, like, the one you would, if you had a choice, you know, when they say, like, oh, you have to choose between two evils, I would choose him. 
Yeah, you choose yeah. evil corporate versus... He's not happy about Trump, but he does want an oil field. <laughs> That's a true story. My dad had a failed oil business. That's a story for another time. What? We'll never tell it. Your I'll dad was it. in There Will Be Blood? It has nothing to do... Yeah, that was the problem is that he wasn't... Daniel Day-Lewis, and that's why the business failed. Uh, does your dad uh, have a milkshake? And he drinks He drinks um, your milkshake? Oh, my God. <laughs> Not that's gross and weird sounding, but... Uh, yeah, what's really weird. He what doesn't, is it? You know what? The boys didn't come to the yard, so... They didn't. <laughs> I drink your milkshake. Yes. Yes. I, it's actually one of my favorite lines. It's I have a friend awful. who just... I've, occasionally, I'll just text them and be like, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. It's creepy, but it's literally, truly one of my favorite lines. Yeah. Um, no, that's my dad. My dad, though, also was the person who took me shopping. And yeah. we'd go to Nordstrom with a credit card and no money and um, buy. My dad would, like, buy these beautiful oil suits. Yeah, like, this is the thing is, like, my dad in is Maryland? the kind of per- In Maryland. <laughs> my dad has, like, uh, I fucking, here's the thing is, like, it's your father, right? Like, I love my dad. He has a charming good time. Yeah. He's a sweetheart. He's also, like, a conservative Republican. So, like, the world is a crazy, confusing place. Yes. But he, uh, and I challenge him all the time, and I'm probably the only person who can get away with that besides my stepmom. Yeah. Like, <laughs> all the time. But, um... You know, the thing that's, like, funny, though, is, like, I get my interest in fashion and everything from him. Yeah. But I get my gaudy positivity from my mom. Like, my mom, if you walk into her house, there are, like, my my family, we lived in Panama when I was a kid because my dad was a uh, naval commander in on the Panama Canal. So she has just, like, a what? shit ton of, and they traveled forever. Whoa, whoa. I got excited and moved the mic. <laughs> um, oh, no. Oh, let's pause. I'm going to feed Lupe. All right. So, like. My dad worked on the Panama Canal. My parents traveled a lot before I was born. So my mom's house is literally full of like parrots and like tropical things and stuff she picked up in countries all over the world. It's very colorful. Yeah. So you've got, so I got like my, my desire and passion for fashion from my dad and my passion for all things tacky and silly from my mom. And uh, it's pretty great. Yeah. And at the same time, the person who body shames me the most is my mom, <laughs> not the fashion yeah. one. I mean, yeah. you know what? I feel like for mothers and daughters especially, there is like a, you know, they are still living in the diet world of the 70s and 80s and sure. 60s, whatever it was. And I know for my mom, sorry, I burped. Um, for my mom, <laughs> a big thing is I think she sees me as a failure. She sees that me being yeah. fat is a failure. Yeah. And I think that maybe for the dads, it's not as, it's they don't see it that way because they've never been taught that being fat's failure for them. See, I think it's not, I, it could be, you know, I shouldn't like say what it is or isn't with your mom, but I yeah. also think that like there's this thing with parents where I feel this way with my dog on the slight bit, right? When we go out for a walk, if my dog barks at another dog, I feel a little embarrassed about it, right? Yeah. So it's kind of like that. Like she, it's it's not just like, oh, she thinks that you're a failure. It's like, it's a little embarrassing She's that you have a fat kid. Yeah. I definitely think that as much as my mom is the one who is more open about shaming me, my dad is the one who quietly shames me. And I definitely oh. think my dad's like, like 50-50 embarrassed of me and... <laughs> Also loves me. Your dad's a failed oil baron, okay? <laughs> so 
Oil barons should not cast stones it's into fat houses. I mean, you know what I mean? Fair. Here's the thing is like growing up, my dad, we, I called him um, Cookie Monster because my daddy cookies all the time. My dad's always had a gut pretty much as long yeah. as I've been alive. So I also think the part of it for him is like it's a reminder of his own struggles. Yeah. Because my dad has probably been, he's always says he's on the South Beach diet and I'm like, I don't know what that diet's doing for you. It's the same. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think both my parents, my dad's always been on a diet or like thinking yeah. of or whatever. My mom is always on a diet, but hers is an actual, she has an actual eating disorder. Mm. My mother has very disordered eating. Um, but while my dad is just kind of like, let's do Atkins. Yeah. We're vegan this week. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. or whatever the hell it is. Sure. So... Yeah, I just feel like it is an embarrassment, and mm-hmm. it, it's and it is for some of them. It's for them. It's an embarrassment. It's a, it's a thing of like, how did I fail my kid? Because yeah. they also know that the shit we're gonna go through mm-hmm. from other bullies or society, they know it because they've been trying to avoid it for so long. Yeah, but I also think that it's like it's sort of like the old trophy wife thing. It's a similar idea. Like you yeah. want to be able to show off your kids. Yeah. And parents don't necessarily want to show off their fat kids as much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I know that like I would be treated differently if I was thinner by my family. Yeah. Definitely. Always like the, did you get the, um, oh, your face is so pretty or you're so pretty if you could only just lose a little bit of weight. Always. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, you know, and this is why, I mean, there's a handful of scenarios in my life where my dad has said things where I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's how he really feels. Like he's so nice. But then he'll say things like, oh, you know, I, I was looking at this picture of you and I realized like you are actually really pretty. What? And it was just like, <laughs> <laughs> and not in a Donald Trump to Ivanka kind of way, yeah. but in a like, wow, I kind of never realized it. You know, oh kind of way. Oh my God, that's so. <laughs> I think like I was like 20. the veil's been lifted from your dad. He's just like. Oh, you're my daughter and I love right, you. Right. Huh. I think like my face settled into my cheekbones. I mean, it's like literally, you know. <laughs> we're all weird looking kids at some point. Yeah. All of us were. Yeah, yeah. I think I mean, you know my mother. We have a lot of Yeah. A lot of issues um when it comes to that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, I've I actually I talked to my dad yesterday about this. So I have an eleven year old sister. Who is already um, very body shaming herself and being like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be fat. I don't want to be fat. Mm-hmm. And I'm like. I think it starts a lot earlier than we take. Yeah. I mean, you know. my earliest. Me- like, I have the memory of being five on the scale, you know. Totally. So if I have that, I can imagine. Totally. But she has. And then seeing like her, you know, just the body shame in her own family. I'm sure, you know, she's like, oh, well, being fat must be bad. Ugh. So, like, I've been, I send my dad, like, articles and, like, you should read, like, I sent him the Huffington Post article about Oh, fat, yes. Which was, like. It's a great article. Everything so that good. we know about and you obesity that, is wrong. But you give that to called. someone who really thinks that obesity is bad, they're not going to give gonna a give, fuck. No, I'm already thinking about how I'm going to go get a physical next week with a new doctor and I have a speech planned. Yeah. I have a speech planned and it might, somebody said something to me like, oh, you should print out that article and hand it to her. And I was like, no. They don't care. The they science don't care. doesn't matter to them. They're not going to read it and they yeah. don't care. And that's, I mean, that's the real true thing is like, 
this is why it's so important for people. Um, it's not just about, and sometimes I forget that, like going back to the LA fashion week example. Yeah. Sometimes I forget as a plus size person who knows a lot of people in the plus size community. And like my feed is pretty much filled with plus size influencers and social media. You know, I forget what it's like when I step outside of the world sometimes because they, that's built me up so much. Yeah. And then I'll go to something like LA fashion week and it's like, you know, the pinprick in the balloon is like, oh, no, that's right. I forgot. I am actually not welcome here. <laughs> we have not made the progress I think we've made. I, we've just made it in our own community. Yeah. And so, which you know. is which is good. I mean, it's still like as much as you can hope for. But, right. you know, I've been told by my mother many times that I'm crazy and on some crazy kick because I ask her not to talk about carbs. Right. Because <laughs> I've been like, can you just not talk about like today, sh- today before we fought and I banished her. She um, was like, I'm going to go to Cantor's and get a pastrami sandwich. But because I love wow, pastrami so bragging. much. She's like, but I love pastrami so much. But, you know, I, I just can't eat the bread. And I was like, Ugh. I was like, mom, you love it. Why not just eat the pastrami sandwich? I feel like Who the cares? bread is probably the least harmful part right? of a pastrami sandwich from Cantor's. And it's, it's the whole point of the pastrami sandwich is to have a pastrami it's a sandwich. sandwich. It's not a fucking sandwich if you just have pastrami. It's just it's pastrami. Just pastrami. You're just eating a plate. It's okay, You're weird. eating a plate of pastrami like a fucking weirdo. That's weird. But, you know, and then it got in this thing where she's like, you're so crazy sounding on this kick mm-hmm. of like of uh um of no dieting you're so crazy it's just like no i just like don't want to think about this stuff anymore yeah i it's a more your diet is morally neutral to me and i just don't yeah. and also you going to get a pastrami sandwich without bread is is the what lunatics do yeah it's like would you do anything else and not have the com- the component of it yeah i can't even think like it's not know. it's not fun yeah. Like, why would you, what are you, I don't know. I just, I mean. I'm just going to wear this swimsuit, but not go in the water. Right. You know? Exactly. Or it's like, I'm going to wear the swimsuit, but I'm going to put a t-shirt over it and not go in the water. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to wear it under my clothes and never know. show People anybody. know what's yeah. under you. That's Especially one of the things. Especially when a wet t-shirt's on you. You know what? That's true. <laughs> but you know what's really funny to me that I have thought about before is I'm like, I, I don't know why I'm trying to do all these like tricks to make my body look a certain way whatever like if you see me in person you know I'm fat yeah (laughs) you know yeah like I think you know when I'd have new suitors over it was like I gotta hide my body but it's like they know they knew they They knew knew you were fat before you took your clothes off fat yep you know they're gonna see that cool left tit of mine oh yeah but they're also gonna see your surprise tattoos that's true and they love the surprise tattoos Mm -hmm. every time every time but it's just like Everyone, everyone fucking knows. But yeah, I feel like the more we kind of build ourselves up, though, with mm-hmm. having a good feed and like having people in the community who are um, saying good things, mm-hmm. that helps. But so like for my sister, I, I sent my dad another one, too, that I liked that was this therapist who I'm not going to say her name because she's also very she's uh, I hate to say it. But she's also like a, a dieting therapist. Mm-hmm. So I was listening to her thing about, she has this whole thing about being enough. And like. Mm. Um, Ironic. Yeah, right? Mm. It's never enough. Mm. But she talks about how, you know, if you look down at, at most people's problems, it, it really comes down to them not feeling like they're enough. Right? Addiction mm-hmm. comes from I'm not enough. Mm-hmm. Alcohol or whatever, you know, it comes from being. 
There is a straight up cat fight happening outside right now. I hope people could hear that. I really hope so too. That was a cat that was like, fuck diet culture. Yeah. There's yeah. two cats fighting. Guys, I live in a great One area. is a diet. One is into diet. One's on the Atkins or a keto yeah. right now. And one's the other keto. One, the other one's, one's like, like, just eat the grass. <laughs> Don't true. be weird. Eat and grass. the other one's like, how many carbs are in this grass? <laughs> Who cares? The grass is screaming either way you, whenever you eat it. I'm worried about those cats now. They're going to be okay. They fight all the time. I don't know. I'm so worried. So. Oh, the noises. <laughs> one, is, one is legitimately meowing like an ambulance siren. So Because it's getting ready to swing. Yeah. That's actually how it's I like, fight, It's like, that's too. what it calls its, its punch, the ambulance. That's how I fight. If you ever hear me make an ambulance noise, watch <laughs> the fuck out. I'm swinging my purse over my head. That's right. Getting ready. <laughs> what a great fight move. Yeah. Here she s- comes with the ambulance. Wait, wait, wait. Do you... I have a funny story. This is another... We never get to the things we're going to no, talk wait, about. No, let me just finish. So basically, yeah. uh, the therapist has an enough thing. And one thing that um, I told my dad to tell my little sister to do, and which I'm going to start doing, is just every day, just name something you like about yourself. I love that. Right? And Because it builds up their self-esteem, especially yeah. in children. Yeah. And she is very... Like, she's very sensitive. And mm-hmm. she's gets bu- she doesn't get bullied, but she gets pushed around because she doesn't want to... She's this thing in her that she doesn't want to make people mad. She doesn't want to make people upset. She doesn't mm-hmm. want to she's break already, the rules. She's working on making herself smaller, which is, by the exactly. way, the opposite of what body positivity is about. Exactly. So I'm trying to... I go back home and I try to like bring this gaudy positive, mm-hmm. like, who cares? Whatever. Do what you want. And mm-hmm. she's just like, no, no, no. And I'm like... Man, this is going to be really hard to break. It's really, you know, here's the thing is like people, everybody has to do it at their own pace. But I also think that this is a good opportunity to kind of differentiate. Like gaudy positivity is obviously like a clever little joke thing. And by the way, my husband is the one who came up with the name. So shout out to Rob because... We've been acting like we've been clever all this time. It was his We're not idea. clever. We're we not. still don't have a good tagline. We don't. Well, every week. I liked the weirdos welcome. I thought that was fine. I think every week we should just have a handful to try Yeah, out. we'll just think, try new Yeah, ones. we'll never have one, but we'll just nope. have a bunch. Um, but the thing about gaudy positivity is it's this idea that it's like beyond your body, it's also about yourself and yeah. not feeling like you have to feel shame about your own personalities and the things that make you different. I have a friend who once gave me like this little motivational card and it said, every strength is also a weakness. Every weakness is also a strength. Yeah. And I thought that was so profound that I probably repeat that, I don't know, once a week to people because all my friends are in crisis all the time because we're all <laughs> artists. <laughs> we are always in we're crisis. We're all artists. So that's the thing. And so... But that's the truth is like every strength is also a weakness. Every weakness is also a strength. And so that's kind of the idea of gaudy positivity, right? Like it's this idea that whatever you are, be that. Don't feel like you need to hide that. And yet it is really, really tough, especially for women. But I think for everybody, we are so built into this idea that the people, the the way to be stable and the way to get ahead and the way to get what you want out of life is to just fall in line. Yeah. When in reality, the weirdos win. The people who go out and maybe that's our tagline. Weirdos win. The weirdos win. God I like damn it. That. Weirdos win. Yeah. But that's the thing. That's it's a like good one. if you look at the people who are wildly successful, who are 
or who just have like championed important causes whose names you know they're all people who stepped out of the lines yeah and so you know so I'm, I'm trying to build that in her because she is so to the rule and I think like everyone at, yeah. at that age is at some point mm-hmm. where they're just like to the rule but you know she is a really smart girl and she's really cool and she's lucky. She has a pretty stable family life, mm. right? Two parent mm. household. What a bitch. But <laughs> she like You, you think know. you're so good with your two parents. Oh, you think you have it all with your two parent household? I have your four, dog? okay. Yeah. 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 I'm so sad. Oh. No, but she, you know, it's just I can see that she's gonna be more susceptible to this stuff because she's also a a basically a a, a only child. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't have like an older sister or brother to kind of guide her a little bit. So yeah. she's going to latch on to easy stuff, which mm-hmm. might be girls or boys who push her around. Right. Well, you know, I, I'm an only child technically. Yeah. I have step, step siblings and a half sibling. Lupe and I have so much Lupe in common. Lupe is pushing around her bowl. One as of you're the things they have in common is that we always want treats. Yeah, Lupe yeah. wants treats so bad. <laughs> She's such a bitch. Um, <laughs> literally. Um, that's a dog pun. It's a it's a good dog pun. It's She's time not for insulted. a tea sip when you get a dog pun. So, I guess, yeah. What were you saying? I don't know. You know, here's the thing: is like. At the end of the day, when you're an only child, you're going to probably... I've I've met other only children who say that they never feel lonely because they love their personal time. Like yeah. They just... They actually prefer to always be by themselves. It's creepy. I'm the opposite. I'm an extrovert. Yeah. I am... I re, I've recently... I've been doing a lot of work. I'm a big fan of therapy. I think everybody should do therapy. My I therapist is a goddess. I, I love I therapy. think I might have bring, accidentally brought too many people to my therapist because now oh, it's really? time to get an appointment. But she loves me. But anyway... Um, I, I just, I just had to qualify. My therapist loves me though, guys. Don't you worry. <laughs> We're friends. Yeah, no, no, of That's course she does. I mean, she, yeah. she, is she going to keep loving you when you stop paying? She's going to keep loving me forever. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, um, she has a scrapbook of me. No. <laughs> That'd be so creepy. I'd be like, real talk? You need to leave the therapist. <laughs> real talk? Your therapist? Is crazy. No, my therapist is great, and she has LaCroix for her patients, which I think is just... Oh, that's really nice. ...doing God's work, yeah. Yeah. Um, but one of the things that I found is that, like, throughout my life, loneliness has been something that has actually impacted a lot of my decisions. Yeah. So I think the thing... My thing, my reason for saying that is, I think you know, everybody's a little different. Um, as you think about what is going to help your sister feel like she can be more confident in being herself and exploring these things. And also, granted, like at the age that she's at, a lot of kids don't step out of line. Yeah. They kind of like, that's that age where people kind of go along. And then around preteen is when they're suddenly like, I want to stand out, you know? Yeah. So I have a feeling that those things will shift. Yeah. And I want to help, I want to help it get there. But I would also look at like, what are the defense mechanisms that she's using? Like, why is she using those defense mechanisms? And a lot of times the reasons why we become, we get into this mode of like wanting to make ourselves smaller and wanting to just fall in line and wanting to like not, not color out of the lines is because, um, it's a safety thing. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's really every, every motive we have is about like Keeping yourself safe. Your, Keeping yourself safe. Your brain is is not here to make you happy. Your brain is here to keep you alive. Right. Which makes complete sense. That's yeah. why um, it's so hard to keep a 
positive thought going yeah. versus a negative thought. It's just natural survival stuff. But yeah, like anything I can do to like help, I just feel like yeah, it's a mission to boost her and younger girls and other girls' self-esteem. Yeah. Fuck, guys. You guys will be fine. Okay? I will say... Men, you're gonna be fine. Men... You know what? Men... No. I would love to say that, but I don't think that's true. No, that's true. I think that, uh, um, that we do need to be more uh, loving to men. I think Is we need... Weird? Well, I... Not, I don't think it's how the... say it? I didn't... Yeah, I know. I know what you're trying to say. I think it's that... Toxic masculinity is real. It is. And it's a prison. And, and we, they don't, but a lot of them don't know it's their prison. Yeah, but also it's, here's the thing is like, you can't, I can't go up to you and be like, Jenny, you're depressed, right? It doesn't work that way, right? But like, you'd be right. I mean, well, oh. it doesn't matter. But that's the thing is like, you, it's just the same way. Yeah. It's like, you can't go up to your sister and be like, Color outside of the lines. Be yourself. Like, that just feels... It's going to feel corny. Like, she's going to be like, okay, whatever, sister. Yeah, she'll be like, I'm going to listen to Hamilton. Cool. <laughs> you know what? Hamilton's fine. She'll get there. I liked Bette Midler when is I was Hamilton a kid. Is Hamilton Gotti positive? Hell yeah. Fuck yes, he is. Ugh. Um, man, well. But see, that's the thing. She She's already... She's going to figure it out on her own, and that's her path. And at the same time, too, it's like, she might just decide she wants to color in the lines forever and that's okay too be a boring basic ass bitch well i mean her life will probably be stable and she'll be able to buy a house before you can you know what i mean it's like she's already owns a house (laughs) she already owns one she's already investing all of her piggy bank money yeah she's like got a retirement plan she sold off all of her littlest pet shops invested well that's the thing hollywood will loves to push this myth that like the life of going out and being a rebel is so much better and it's not it's just different and that's yeah. the thing is like i love the thing where the thing that we all do we all love to convince ourselves that the people back home are all living boring lives after they were high school football whatever's and like the truth is that like their their life's fine like there's nothing wrong with being you know a housewife who married their high school sweetheart, just yeah. as there's nothing wrong with being like, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to try to figure out how to be a pop star. You know, like it's true. Yeah. I mean, I've thought about this. I've thought about like, you know, the people back home or like going home and being one of those people. And then, so this therapist, the crazy one that I don't mm. like, but do like mm-hmm. said this very, said this very interesting thing is that like everyone thinks that fame makes you damaged but really, it's damaged people who try to get fame mm. because of the not enoughness, right? Yes. So I guess in my head, I'm like, oh, I guess they're all fine. Yeah. <laughs> they all think they're enough, those bastards. Yeah, right. They're no. all like, you know, like, I don't know. They're I, not. That's the thing is like the truth, the wonderful truth of this is like such a like dusk, Dostoevsky truth, but it's yeah. like everybody's miserable and life is pain. Yeah. <laughs> you know Everyone, I mean? No one thinks they're enough because if you think, yeah. if, if you do think that you're not enough, you will not rise up and fight. But that's also because and what, start the revolution. That's true. That's true. But there's also this thing of like, it doesn't really matter what position you are in in life. There will be people who will make you feel like you are not doing it right. Yes. There will be, and I know that that's true, but there's there's lots of different ways to look at that. Because they're you know? scared they're not doing it right. Right. But that's, and that's true. Like, I mean, that's the thing about going to, going to LA Fashion Week and seeing all of these fashion people. I think if this were a couple years ago, I'd have been scared shitless about going in. Yeah. Because I'd be like, oh my God, you know, like I'd, be, I'd be worrying about it. But I got ready 
half an hour before I left for LA Fashion Week, I did my makeup in the car. I put a hat on because I didn't feel like doing my hair. Like, I'm at this point now where I'm like, I'm going to see a fashion show. Yes, I'm going to dress the part because I love fashion and this is fun for me, but I'm not doing this to like... I'm not there for other people. Yeah. I'm there to see the work of the designer, whose stuff I loved, by the way, and turned out to be this fabulous Who was a designer? designer. Ooh. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> I suddenly can't remember. As soon as you said that, I was like, shit. I knew you were going to ask Who that question. No, no, no. She was awesome, and I'm just suddenly blanking on her name because I like that I'm it was a air. woman supporting women. Yes. And her name. Oh, my God. I, it's. Damn it. Um, no, it'll come to me and I'll post it on our Instagram. Okay. It'll be a surprise. <laughs> Who was this surprise oh designer? I, I, I literally can only not remember this because I'm on air. It's like, it's like somebody puts a light on your, it'll like, pop ah. into your, it'll pop into your head. Yeah. She was like lovely. She was from Australia. Minutes. We had a great conversation afterwards. Yeah. Um, you know, it's good. But the thing is like, there will be people who will try to make me think that I don't belong. I mean, literally at a woman move her seat because she felt my ass was too big. Yeah. By the way, the person who sat next to me next was lovely and complimented me on my purse right away. And I was like, cool, this little girl is absolutely happy to sit front row. Yeah. So she had a positive attitude. That's all you need. Did but, she have a gaudy um, positive attitude? Probably. Yeah. She was fine. She was fine. She likes my purse. Keep bringing so, yes. it back. I'm keep bringing, bringing it, it back. back. Bring back. Bring it back. Bringing it back to gaudy positive. Yes. No, but that's the thing, right? Is like there will always be people who want to send you these messages that whatever you're doing is not enough regardless of where you are. Yeah. And it's like I've I've now been able to be in the presence of people who have quote unquote made it. And the I think one of the biggest myths is like once you make it you're there. No, it's it's never. It's terrible. No. I thought I've made it several times. That's that's the shit nobody tells you. You Okay, anyone trying to do anything, you think you make it. You think that this one thing is going to make you, and that's it, and mm-hmm. then you never have to worry. Bada boop, boop, boop. It's never that way. And then even if it does, for the most part, people aren't um, in love with themselves enough to even no. think that they've actually made it. So that's just that's just like, that's also kind of this myth of this town is this mm-hmm. idea of making it. There is no mm-hmm. making it because you're constantly changing and evolving. Right. And things are always different because you could be at one level and then another level and then you're down below that other level. Right. Well, it's like the idea of the comeback, right? Like yeah. the whole reason, the whole purpose for the comeback is that like you went away for a while. <laughs> like, yeah. You weren't doing things. And people have this idea. I think this is the other part is like we don't get a glimpse into the life of somebody who's not having a comeback or not currently making it, right? Because that doesn't make for good TV. But if you look at like, okay, I actually read a great story today. So the Beastie Boys put out um, Check Your Head. I think it was Check Your Head. I don't know. It was one of their albums in the 80s. And then they were fighting all the time, were ready to break up. Like um, Adam Horowitz wanted to go and be an actor and Russell Simmons, and they were all broke. Yeah. And Russell Simmons sat them down and said, I'm not giving you any more money until you make another album. Now, they could have decided, like, fuck you, and then they would have been broke, and that would have been the end of the Beastie Boys. But, like, at the point that they were at, they were huge, and people have this idea in their head of, like, you know, the Beastie Boys have probably just been, like, once they made money, they just kept making money. And No, so many people are are more or less broke that we just don't Kesha was living in her car when TikTok was on the radio. Dude, it's it's crazy. I mean, I yeah. was I mean, when I was on uh Funniest Wins, like I was on a TV show. I was on a TV show for five weeks 
and I was writing copy for prom dresses. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. If you need me to sell you a prom dress. Oh, my God, I do. Oh, would you I, sell okay. me one right now? So let's say you're going to prom and you go to this website and you're like, I want this dress from Alice Paris, which okay. is a real brand. Yes, I know. I, it's the only one I really remember was Alice Paris because like this is the dumbest name. So I, <laughs> So you would go to this dress and you would read... You'll dazzle and shine all night long in this Alice Paris dress seven six five two nine. Because you had to put the code, and yep. then you'd be like, every uh, every hand beaded crystal on this A line sweetheart necklined gown will make you a star as you move across yeah. the dance floor yep. in a lace back. There it is. And then yeah, and that's had all me. I did. You know what? When you said dazzles, I was dazzle. In. If you dazzle me, we I'm, I had I'm, a sheet that had money. all the um all of the uh the, the intros that I could use. Like you'll sparkle <laughs> and move. Feel yes. like a dream. Yes. Feel like a goddess. Feel gorgeous. You look great. You look fabulous. <laughs> and it was just like, okay, I'll pick that one and that one and then that one. And then I like so badly wanted to just at some points, because the day I didn't read them, like I would just submit them and then that was it, right? Mm-hmm. So I could just put anything I really wanted. Yeah. And there were so many spelling errors. Oh, my God. Oh, fantastic. How I didn't get fired? Unreal. Oh, I love it. I just like the idea that you might have put them all in like a wheel and just spun the wheel. And then just you were like, dazzles. Bedazzle. (laughs) Shiny. I know. Lupe Lupe loves it. We're getting real fired up and Lupe's into it. So She wants to talk about her prom. So just like I always wanted to do like a slip in like little weird prom things. Like you'll shine and shimmer in this dress from Alice Paris. As you watch your date fuck another girl, <laughs> your tears will bounce right off of these crystal, these Swarovski crystals yes. on your bodice. Yes. And then like we would have to well, do. Well, if they're Swarovski, who cares? It's fine. Let your tears hit the, the crystals. I used to shine. do quinceanera dresses too. Oh, yeah, of course. And then there were like a lot of um, weird bodycon. Yes. Like Vegas porn dresses that Ooh. I would do. So like all those crazy like. Beyonce just, I can, (laughs) I am sure they're still up with all the spelling mistakes. I love it. You will look gorgeous. Gorgeous. Girl, you gorgeous. You look beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) I do love spelling. I did. I love when it's like an earnest kind of just, you know, marketing copy. And then there's a spelling error like that. It just makes it so amazing. I was so bad at it. I mean, it was fun. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Lupe. I'm going to no. feed my dog. Do it. Again for the third time this show. <laughs> so this concept of making it is just... It's bullshit. It is It is bullshit. And it's, I, and it is truly... I know it's so corny, but it's like truly... It's different for every single person. It really is. And I, I mean, right now, I... Tell I, I mean I tell people I'm like I, yeah I'm I've been on TV and I've been in movies I live in a one bedroom apartment there was a rat in my wall oh <laughs> like, did you name it no I didn't I should have Ferdinand roaches. I don't know is that better than roaches it's not better than roaches I mean I have those too I love like Ferdinand. do we want to talk about like all like the, the not bowl. cool stuff that I have in my life yeah I've got a lot of not cool stuff in my life I live next to the power lines yeah exactly how are you not 
You have cancer in your brain. I for sure do. You definitely I mean, I did, did before anyway. It's fine. It's not even funny. <laughs> it's probably true. I do have brain damage, but that's a story for another time. Oh, my God. Next podcast, brain yes. damage. We're almost at the end. What did you want to... So, look. I mean, wrapping all this up, talking about... Um, and this is why I can't ever remember things, because I have brain damage okay. and I live next to the power lines. But, um, you know, wrapping all of this into a neat little bow, the thing about making it, this whole idea of, like what we think looks like making it in Hollywood terms is such bullshit. I have a friend who um, listens to this podcast. Ooh. I've also mentioned him before. It's Alex. And I also want to plug his Shout event coming out. up. He's, what is it? So his Instagram, first of all, is Glamputee. Love it. I do follow him. Oh, he's the best. Yes. Um, doesn't post on Instagram enough, frankly. Glamputee, get it up. DMing me Come all on. the time. Always up in my DMs, but Ooh. not, I know, well, he's gay, so. Well, he still wants it. But we love in a each different other. way. We love each other so much yes. that we've spent Thanksgiving together in Pennsylvania. That's so. really cute. I love Alex. Alex, I love you. Um, he's definitely going to listen to this. But the the thing that I said to him, he sends me outfits and of different people he sees on Instagram all the time. It's like, oh, I love this. Oh, goals. And today I just said to him, look, one of these things, you, you have to make sure that you are choosing things for the right reason. So looking at somebody else's style and saying like, yeah, that feels like me, that's self-love. Yeah. But if it's that I want to go out and get that look because I think it's going to make me feel and look a certain way, that's capitalism. Yeah, that's true. So It's, it's got to be something that you, that isn't, it's got to be something that you connect with on a different level, on mm-hmm. a heart level versus the head level. Yeah. The head level is your capitalism level. Right. Your heart level is yeah. It's your gaudy level. Your fashion should be about expressing yourself and feeling most like yourself. But then your groin level. <laughs> that's because you're that's like, another. I'm going to get fucked in that up. That's the next one where I talk about male strip clubs. <laughs> And how I didn't go, but I saw videos from my friends. (laughs) All right. We'll see you guys next time. Bye.